0: This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. We've got Jim Pritchard on the line now with uh, George. And George, it, Jim is the chief investment strategist of Northstar Financial and Retirement Planning. So, so explain to us a little bit about what that means and how Jim fits onto the team. And uh, let's hear from Jim on, on what he sees coming in the near future. Well, first you have to picture Jim. He wears a turban and he's got a crystal ball.
1: <laughs> he's the swami. He's the swami. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I can hear you guys. <laughs>
0: Good to hear from you again, Jim. No pressure, Jim. Nobody's depending on you. <laughs>
1: Well, I knew it was important when you compared me to Frank Sinatra. So, yes, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Old blue eyes of the financial industry. True story on that. I uh, dated way, way back. I dated this girl, and uh, her uncle came over on Christmas Eve. She goes, "You got to see what Frank got me. You got to see what Frank got me." And I go, and I'm like, "What's that?" We go outside, and it's a, it's a big old Mercedes. And I said, "Who's Frank?" She goes, "Well, my uncle's Frank Sinatra's you know, manager." Wow! I go, wow, that's kind of cool. So uh, so close to glory. You never met him, and uh, that was uh, that was it. But that's my Frank Sinatra story. So one step away from, you're, you're, from fame. <laughs> if you ever want to make her mad, man. you're glad you did <laughs> yeah, didn't make her mad. You, <laughs> you wouldn't like you were, to you, mad.
1: Were, you were saving your fame, your 15 minutes of fame for, for radio talk show. That's
0: it, folks. That's all I got. Yeah, that's it. So, and you don't want me to hear a croon like Frank. It'll be, you know, it be off. No. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jim, appreciate you. work. Uh, coming on and taking a few minutes with us. And, you know, uh, just talk about the role here with Jim. He builds a lot of our investment models and, and uh, you know, really adjusts them necessarily, you know, when we start seeing uh, marketing conditions shift. So part of that role, and again, Jim's uh, been in the industry for over 40 years, many different levels. So this is a big part of it. I mean, we talked earlier on the program about seeing the big picture and not being taken down a, a path or rabbit hole, if you will, just because of small market moves or, something you, you might read about. So uh, appreciate Jim taking the time. And uh, I guess we could start with this, if you will, Jim, uh, just kind of see what we're seeing out there in the big picture, maybe for the remainder of uh, this year.
1: Well, thanks very much. The markets did pretty well in July, but there's some choppiness because of the uncertainty. When, when the Delta variant hit, uh-huh. Or became more of the big news, and most of the cases I think now are from the Delta variant of COVID-19. The pandemic all of a sudden stepped into the limelight again. So there, that's where everybody's focus is. And depending on, I guess, a few things, what the Fed does, how they're looking at things, because of the Delta variant, uh, that could interrupt the supply chains again. You know, I I don't think we're even over the the initial interruption from the (laughs) pandemic where big companies couldn't get stuff for you. I'm building a house out here in Colorado, and uh, it's really hard to get things like nails and lumber, and it's just been crazy. But that's part of the supply chain interruption from the pandemic where people weren't working, so things weren't being made and it's still happening. And I guess depending on what happens with the Delta variant, if it gets worse and instead of just having to wear masks again, they start shutting things down. That could have, obviously have a huge impact on the economy. Going forward.
0: Of sure. Wow. So what, what is, uh, you know, behaviors, I guess, that uh, we're seeing uh, from the Wall Street side?
1: Well, one of the things that we're seeing is in July, actually, the numbers for Amazon's sales came out mm-hmm. for the the second quarter. And they were down and they were down because people started getting out of the house again. They weren't just sitting on the couch or in the chair shopping. So Amazon lost some market share there. And, and it's all because the economy started reopening again. I don't know if you, how much you see it, George, but here in Colorado, Arizona, And all these neighboring states, it's wide open. I know there is some talk about not having to wear masks again, but people are starting to wear masks again. So if it gets any worse, it could affect things. I think it'd still be looking forward. August will probably be choppy. You know, news comes out about various things. The Fed expects it to be choppy. They're the ones who set the monetary policy for the country, which actually runs the markets, right? So if the Fed is uh, keeping interest rates low, there's money out there in the economy and people spend it. If inflation, which everyone knows has been hitting, I don't know uh, how much higher your gasoline costs have been, listeners, but mine have has doubled, almost tripled. And that certainly affects the economy and where people are spending their money. If it costs them more to travel or just to commute, they don't have as much to spend on amazon that's a big thing as well
0: so you know in august and part of september is notoriously an underperformer you know in the stock market over the years but again there's also lower trading going on so i, I guess would be as far as for a listener you know, any instruction you want to help them with or say hey listen hold the course maybe take a look at reevaluating and kind of saying maybe too much risk you know again just uh, what your thoughts are on that
1: well, I think everybody should always be aware of the risk in the stock market. I think we, as a whole, we take it for granted that the markets are going to go up. Obviously, they don't always go up, and and there's some times when markets drop 30%, 40 50%. So you always have to be ready for that because you never know when it's going to happen. We're still at record highs for the stock markets. Uh, bond markets are looking better than they did earlier in the spring because rates came back down the federal reserve said they're going to keep interest rates low for as long as it takes for the economy to get back to normal after the 2020 pandemic. Uh, again, the Delta variant could throw a little hitch into their plans, but that's going to cause the markets to continue to do well. I think until, or unless inflation just goes out of control and uh, also until the fed really has to start ratcheting up rates. But there's a lot of uncertainty with all of that stuff, and so we always want to be protecting the downside, right? George, we talk about this a lot. We talk about all, all the time. Yeah, the markets are continuously a risky place to be. They're a good place to be for your money because you can earn some good returns and certainly can help while you're uh, planning for retirement and in, in retirement you want to be able to keep pace with inflation and the stock markets are and bond markets are good places to be but you have to be aware of the risks so i think what i'd like to tell everybody is just you know take a look at what you're doing with your stock investments and your 401k stuff and Be sure that you have some managers that will move out of the way when markets uh, start turning to the downside. You have various different kinds of money managers and mutual funds, exchange-traded funds that react in different ways and the best ones we've found are the ones that have it on their mind all the time that the markets could go down. They're just not going to buy and hold forever. They might change their course. and. Instead of being in stocks, maybe they go into treasury bonds when markets are dropping, things like that. So you always be aware of where your money is and who's managing it and what they're going to do with it when and if the next bear market hits.
0: That's uh, the old you know, chasing performance, right? <laughs> People have a tendency, yeah. to, hey, look what this one's done. Mm-hmm. And the day they get in is the day it starts going down. So it's, they have it's very the, behavioral. The,
1: yes, definitely. There's a Morningstar, a company called Morningstar that ranks mutual funds and Typically, uh, people say that if your fund gets a five-star ranking, beware, because that's when your list of starts going down.
0: But, excuse me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
1: my voice is cracked.
0: It's allergy like season. It's okay. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to wrap up, you talk briefly about the bond market. What are, you, what are you seeing with bonds?
1: So bond prices drop when interest rates go up. That's kind of a tricky concept that a lot of people don't get. And it's hard to figure out what people are talking about on TV and the radio when they say, you know, the bond market's going up or the bond market's going down. Do they mean the interest rates or prices of the bonds? So you have to kind of be careful of that. But when rates rise, bonds typically will lose value. So um, you also want bond managers that are aware of that and fight against that when rates start going up. George, when I started in the business, 1981, 82, rates were at their highest. Money markets were over mm-hmm. 15%, right? I think my first mortgage was about 13%. What <laughs> uh, You know what is it now? Now it's about three. So what that means is over the course of 40 years, rates have mostly come down. The trend has been down, you know, there's periods when they go, when they're rising. But we're at that point and we've been at that point for a couple of years now where rates are almost the short term rates are are at zero or or a little just a little above zero. So when the Federal Reserve begins ratcheting interest rates up, you want to make sure you're not in just a typical vanilla bond fund that will drop in value when the rates rise. You want to be with a a bond manager that actually manages that and knows which sectors of the bond market do well with rising rates and that kind of thing. Right now, we're looking at this fall, probably not much happening with interest rates because of the Delta variant, the uncertainty in the market. Inflation didn't look as bad last reports as they initially thought it was going to look about a month ago. And again, I think that's because in some areas of the country, The economy has slowed down a little bit again because of the Delta variant. So really, everything rests on that. Depends on how bad cases get. Hopefully, they're falling everywhere in general and we will be out of this pandemic soon. But because of that uncertainty, I think they're going to keep rates low for the rest of the year, at least. So the bond market should be just fine.
0: Great. Good stuff there. So just a quick summary, uh, thoughts?
1: Stay the course. Check out where your investments are. And again, make sure that you have some managers that will do well with uncertainty in the markets. Possibly, you know, the S&P 500 is a little bit more diverse than the NASDAQ because the NASDAQ is tech heavy. So you have more diversity in the S&P 500. Make sure you have some diversity in your portfolio. Uh, We probably will see a bunch of choppiness in stocks this month and the rest of the fall. Just be aware of that and uh, make sure you're not having too much risk in your portfolio.
0: Thanks again for listeners out there saying, well, Jim's out in Colorado, huh? So, yes, he is. <laughs> We're here in the Carolinas. You know, it's, uh, in today's world, you don't need to be working out of the same office at all. You know, Jim, Zach, and Helene and I, we talk uh, daily, I mean, three or four times a day. He'll do Zoom meetings with our clients, et cetera, et cetera. It's just embrace the technology at that level. You know, you don't want a geographic to hold you back, limit you. With talent out there, so Jim, we appreciate it. Doing a great job. Keep the course. And uh, how's the house coming along?
1: Oh, great, George. Thanks. The <laughs> construction crew that's putting up the house. By the way, the house kit we bought a log kit from a company in North Carolina. Oh, did so you? We're, did we're, you're it local? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I, mean, I am. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it local. You know, my voice is traveling about. Uh, well, how far is it? About 1,200 miles. But I am buying local products, folks. How so, you that? know,
0: it might be the uh, lumber might be coming from Zach's grandfather's. He's got a lumber <laughs> farm, a tree farm out there. So, Zach,
1: who does knows? Zach, have white pine? I think it's white pine. <laughs> is is the, Call Grandpa and see if You
0: can he, run a DNA check on the wood and see if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's homegrown. Ah, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> So, it's, send it into the ancestry
0: tree.com. <laughs> that's it. That's it right there. Hey, thanks so much, Jim. Appreciate it. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, everybody. Thanks for
0: joining us today, Jim. Always great to have you on the show. It's all the time that we have for this week. George Zach will do it again next week at the same time. For now, I'll give you the last word. I'm Zach Jenkins. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. God bless. Find out more at Northstar65.com.